It's the last show prior to the long Easter bank holiday weekend, so we're gonna have a quick, nice look on what's happening and what you need to profit on it. New city council, the property tax updates, the global Asia fight and Australia, and the impact of regulations on the economy and common sense. So this and more on today's show. Check it out, hofprofit.com slash podcast where you can share, like, retweet and subscribe. Very warm welcome. I'm excited to have you aboard. As you know, it's a really short week for me because we are heading towards the Easter weekend. On Monday, it's my birthday. Uh, if you want to drop by, leave me a message. You are invited. But as the, this podcast is getting reasonable listener ratings, please drop me a message because I don't have enough capacity to seat you. So <laughs> this is a small problem. Uh, tomorrow there is no show because tomorrow I will get a lovely new big barbecue in which makes me extremely happy because it's big nice size and as one of my favorite barbecue podcast shows uh, always says never ask for missions always ask for forgiveness it's just the type of barbecue that is nice it could help and it would basically mean that now from now on we're gonna go do grilling on a weekly basis and all the, and the barbecue out it's so lovely I can't wait I'm so excited I was I wish it was tomorrow already so let's have a quick look uh, today if I'm correctly informed which I think I am but I haven't verified it and uh, we have the new city council in Eindhoven and this is extremely great news because an anti-Jewish guy will lose a seat on basically one vote so if you were leftist and you said well I want to have high subsidies higher regulations I want to kill the economy I want to have a bankrupt government and you didn't go to vote thank you because your laziness and your complaining cost us to have one leftist guy less on the other side it will be extremely problematic for the world for Eindhoven to get a new regulation because we have the a party that says well we are we are open and for a government and uh, we are for a small government and pro-business unfortunately they practice differently and we have the party who believes in Josef Stalin as the second one. So this is going to become an extremely interesting mixture of what we get at city council. I really hope that the uh, chats on the government is not going to work. And that we're going to have a government over uh, in a Dutch way, the Dutch political system the right way. And that means that basically, if it's up to me, all subsidies are going to be killed. Literally all. Just make a plan to survive without subsidy. This would uh, and this would save approximately 25 million a year. Well, that's already the shortest in the government's finances, so it's fixed already. Uh, reduce the number of government employees and simply start doing less and don't charge people for things. Uh, this sounds weird, but what you normally see is that the government is doing less and I ask more money. I would simply say do less, ask less, and the government don't ask. The government simply takes and sends armed people. So that's one thing. And I, so, I really, on the other side, what is great, that the party that has my support is a local party, and they went for one to two seats of the 45, so, that's good. And basically, what I really hope is that we're gonna get really right government, and we need to fix a lot of problems in Eindhoven, because the city is almost bankrupt. They spent a small fortune on 
subsidies for design. They spent a small fortune on cultural subsidies. And what I would simply say is get the subsidies out. And the city is here aiming to get all types of high ambitious things. But all the low hanging fruit, all the easy things that you could get to increase the city, increase economic activity and create jobs. They are not doing those things. So I really say that they should do those things also. It's just that I would say it's time for it to say and simply say to the government, to the people who are working there, put them in a group of four and just say, okay, 21 ways that you can do to make your work more efficient. That's the first thing. And the second thing, one of the four has to go. You can pick out, just say who is, is going to be fired. And then just do it on the public thing, on the local media, and which, by the way, is subsidized by the city, so they can also go commercial. And then, well, it would be a lot of fun and it would be great and then actually Eindhoven would be a nice town and I would consider to integrate Eindhoven in everything. The Brexit is here, article 50 is triggered, the talks are going on, unprecedented change will happen. We know this, we know things for certain. The Brexit is a profit maker, at least if you are open for making some money. Get yourself the profitable Brexit report, it explains how the Brexit could happen the economic fundamentals. Finally, also a few great methods to make some money on the Brexit. So, are you a profit maker? Are you someone that's open-minded when it comes to making profits? Check hofprofit.com slash Brexit. Then we have a quick look at what's happening in Asia and in the Indian Ocean. Because in the Maldives there are quite some struggling situation. Mauritius is looking at what's happening. And there is one country that we all forget because everyone looks at Duterte who was democratically elected in uh, the Philippines. But no one and everyone talks about Abe and economics in Japan. But no one talk, looks at Australia. What's Australia doing? Because in the past Australia was the global power in that area. And they are simply losing up. And yes, they have leased some space for military equipment in the Indian Ocean. But... That's all radar monitoring capacity, so it's not really defense. And Australia has the big problem that they have a lot of internal political issues because there is now a law that if you have a double passport, you are not allowed to be elected in politics in the Australia. But if you are, if your parents or your uh, you have a lineage in your bloodline from New Zealand, which is very common, normal there, then you are in the basics having also New Zealand citizenship. And if you let me choose, if I need to make a choice between Australia and New Zealand, based on the economics, I would go for New Zealand. But I do must admit that I really think it's a lovely place of the world. I mean, Asia is going to rule anyway. And Australia is basically the Western front foot and the Western foothold uh, in that area. And you see that Australia is slowly losing it because New Zealand is basically moving in independent position and basically says and it's and i must admit it's really smart what new zealand did because if you just would grab the globe and you put new zealand on top just turn it around and just look where new zealand is then you see bloody ocean there's water then you get australia you have some small islands in between and that's it so they basically said well we're gonna go for our own route and we're gonna do our own ways and that's what we're gonna do and yes, it's really, it's really interesting to see what they are going to do. And I say so because what people don't realize, Australia doesn't have, but New Zealand has, does have a free trade deal with China. 
New Zealand food goes to China. It's good for the economy, it creates mutual jobs. New Zealand is a low tax center, they have international finance center. If you are want to launch a bank or a banking financial institution, I strongly suggest you to consider New Zealand as your base. Because in a nutshell set, it's just a great place for what they're doing. You can start easily without licensing, a lot of licensing problems. And what you need to see is that what they are heading for is we don't spend so much time on this. We don't spend the time that it deserves. We are looking at a lot of things. We talk about what Trump is doing. We're looking at what North Korea is doing. But in my opinion, the Chinese, the Chinese Sea or the Yellow Sea and what's happening in the Indian Ocean are the really big issues. And I would simply say that what we need is move this out, check it out, and take a stand. I mean, for me it's easy. I will always support China. I stand with China. That's how easy it is. Uh, my money is in China, so I will shut up on it. <laughs> That's how easy it is. Uh, but we need to pay attention. I mean, if you look at uh, the Maldives, an island nation, a um, foothold for Islamic State, like Morocco, and really depending on tourism and there are a lot of those small things happening and I'm just a bit worried and uh, looking what's happening in the world that we are not paying enough attention and that at once we are shocked at what's happening because there is a revolt. Well, what I'm seeing is that in the complete Indian Ocean I see problems, I see change in global power. Australia was the big, uh, was the big one, is losing it now from China. I mean, take Tuvalu where Australia stores its refugees. It's a, by the way, I think, I think what Australia is doing is a lovely policy. What they basically say is if you want to uh, go for uh, asylum in Australia or you're an illegal immigrant, yeah, then they just kick you out, which is fine. I mean, why should you reward people who violate the law? And but what they are saying is, well, you want to have asylum, we bring you to Tuvalu and we, you, uh, there you can get asylum and we pay Tuvalu to do it. And Tuvalu is a small island nation and <laughs> I believe 80% of the government budget is, is the money from Australia to the refugee stores. And uh, Tuvalu gives you a refugee status. So you are then a refugee of Tuvalu. A small island nation with tropical beaches, no jobs and money from Australia. <laughs> and people say this is bad. But, and uh, but I think it's smart because you have to uh, protect your own people, you have to protect your country. And who tells me that there are not the people who want to hurt your country? Because that's what we always forget. And what I'm always wondering, if all those young, hardworking people are leaving, who's going to rebuild the country after the problems? And there are so many problems, what do they want to achieve? And what we need is more common sense. And what you see now is that, for example, after the hurricane in Vanuatu, there was basically wiped out a complete nation. The Chinese and Israelis started helping rebuilding. That means that Vanuatu, which was always considered really depending on a Western ally, is now a Chinese ally due to billions of investments. And for example, cruise ships who bring in Chinese tourists who generate money, and the money can be used to rebuild the country. And that's basically what they need to do. And that's what all is happening. And what we need is more of those small things. and we don't get all those small things out and we don't pay attention to it but slowly on the west is losing so i strongly suggest you check this out all the listeners love to making some money but you will have to pay tax upon your money but that's to change you can save on your tax pay no tax completely legal 
Start earning more money so you can take care for your beloved ones. So you can travel visa-free. Get yourself the tax-free passport. Get yourself the starting point to a tax-free lifestyle. A lifestyle which is an ultimate freedom. Hofprofit.com slash passport. I say Hofprofit.com slash passport. And then it's time for the final segment and the final item of today's show. And that means that we are looking at a quick look at the cost of government regulations. I know this is really something that people don't look at because they think that the government is there to protect them. Unfortunately, that's not the case. I mean, if you depend on the government, you're really screwed. I mean, to give you some ideas about the real cost of uh, regulations, the Americans spend 8.8 billion hours every year filling out government forms. That means that the economy lost 75 trillion of economic activity in 2010. If you put on a, regular, a bureaucrat who is who basically his job is wiping out your other jobs at a regulatory body, then this ba- just means 100 jobs in the economic sector are gone. So just think about this. There's one new guy checking things out. And his job kills 100 other jobs. 100 people are unemployed, are on social benefits, only because they are. He is working. So, this is a good reason to simply say to all the regulatory bodies, well, let's start killing killing people's positions. So, just drop two people out every day. That means that every day 200 new people could find a lovely job, who could get out of poverty, who could develop themselves, have a great job, have a great life and build a family. Unfortunately, bureaucrats are really egocentric and they think you want more bureaucrats because that's a solution. Which basically means more people in poverty. I mean, if you... and then Let's have a look at an organization who is really supporting of big government and regulatory issues. That's the World Bank. Not my type of issue. But if they say that, even they admit it, they say that if you move from higher regulation to light regulation, really heavy regulatory system to a light regulatory system, you can add 2.3% in economic growth. So just grab, just look at the economic growth that you are now heading. Would you like another, another 2.3%? Yes. All you need to do is kill red tape and let the free market work. I know it's insane. I know it's, it sounds really terrible. But... It is the way to go. It is the way to prosper because we need to fix the problems in the world. I mean, look at 1980. In the United States, the economic output is reduced by 4 trillion only because bureaucrats desired to kill 4 trillion in jobs. And if you want to know why Trump was so popular at his photos, they are people who lost their jobs because there was some new regulation that something weird has to happen which meant that the factory was not financial stable and if you then look at the bloody European Union they simply say that the miscalculations of labels and capital in the the economy by the European Union, by the ECB and by the government has cost the econ- economy 6% of the economy. This is something that we need to fix out. I mean, we need to get things out and to get things out. I mean, people say always that we need to regulate things and there are great things to regulate issues. And then, before, and then they say, for example, we did, 
people with a disability should work. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But what you see what they are doing in the Netherlands, they finance it and they basically say you get off benefits and we give your salary uh, from another firm. I simply say don't give the government money. I mean, if I'm bloody capable of getting out of government benefits, then the rest would also be. And yes, if you look at my file at the government, at the first file they said that I was... Uh, Toilet trained. That was something that they had to know. And I can understand that they want to know it because if you are not, you, you literally get money for uh, extra washing of clothes. So, but it is insane. And I'm just thinking, what the hell are we doing? And can we not simply take it one step closer and take it all on? Because let's get a regulation out, let's get people to work, let's make some money, and let's have some fun. And I know this sounds really weird, but this is all that I would go for. Don't say, develop new economic sectors. Simply reduce regulation and let the people go. That's all. Um, with that, I'm going to leave you. I will talk to you on Tuesday. So have a lovely weekend. Make a great Easter weekend. I'm going to have three barbecues in a row. So that's going to be fun. And I will say cheers.